Welcome to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom for happiness, efficiency, and meaningful living. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. My name is Ryan Howard. Listen guys, today I've got a very special episode for you. Not only because this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, but because I've got an insanely special guest today. We're going to be celebrating women in this episode, the backbone of the human race. Every single one of us got here because a woman carried us, nurtured us, risked her life on the operating table, and brought us into this world. So respectively, if you have two X chromosomes, today's all about you. (laughs) The topic is love, relationships, and female empowerment. So all that's left is for me to introduce to you our special guest today. This woman is no stranger to psychology. In fact, she's the reason I found my passion for it in the first place. She is a PhD holder in, you ready? Individual, couple, and family counseling therapy. Oh, and you thought that was all? Not even close. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a professor at Nova Southeastern University, and has accumulated over 15 years of counseling experience and mastery. As impressive as those accomplishments are, they're greatly surpassed by who she is as a person, a caring, inspiring source of wisdom, whose message of love and integrity shows in every aspect of her life. Without further further ado, the head honcho herself, my mom, Dr. Miranda Simmons-Howard, LMFT. Hey, everyone. I've introduced myself previously, but I'll introduce myself again. I'm Dr. Miranda Howard. And many people have asked why, when I began my career as a mental health counselor, why I switched over to marriage and family therapy. And here's the reason, plain and simple, because everything we do is relational. It's the relationship with ourselves, the relationship with others, and the relationship with our world. More importantly for us as women, it's the relationship with ourselves that translates into our relationship with others. What is it about us women that allows us to be in relationship based on potential rather than reality. Can we warm up to someone's potential easier than we can warm up to their actual presence, to their words, to what they do and say? Isn't that worth more in relationship? And when we get in relationship, are we affected by generational patterns? by the patterns that we've seen based on our grandmothers, our mothers, and now in our lives. Have you thought about that? And as a result, are you really in relationship? Or are you in relationship with the things that you haven't worked out in your life as yet? Think about that. Do you feel like you have quality of life? Do you feel like you are seen and heard in your relationship? Are you valued? When you say to your partner, I trust you, what does that actually mean? 
Does it mean that when you say that, he or she understands what values are attached to that trust? Or should you be saying to them, I'm entrusting you with my values, with my love, with my sense of being? These are things that we may not necessarily talk about in relationship, but they are crucial to, ha to building, to having a strong foundation with the person that we want to call our partner. It's incredibly important that we learn how to build friendship in building relationship and use that as a foundation to build life, to create a couple culture or a marital culture, as John Gottman might say, that represents who we are as a couple, what we love about each other, what makes us stronger, what enhances our lives as a result of our, us being a couple. Have you asked yourself any of these questions in thinking about your relationship? If not, maybe now is the time to do that, to figure out how much of my values is represented in the relationship that I hold dear, in the relationship that my life is centered around. Does it truly represent who I am as a woman and who I see myself as in my future? These are important questions, ladies. Let's explore them now. Yo, okay, I'm back again. I know that between the two of us, I'm the far less interesting, far less uh, knowledgeable, but I had to jump in because uh, me and mom actually wanted to do like a little informal powwow for this part because I sent some, or rather, I asked people to send in some questions. Let me know if they were in the room with us, what questions would they have to ask mom, whether it related to relationships, love, identity, anything like that. And so we did get in a few questions. And so mama, first question that we got is um, someone reached out and asked, they said that in this world in 2019, it's a shame that women are not given the due respect and the due level of equality that they deserve. And so often they're viewed in a strictly physical or sexual way as if their appearance is supposed to fully encapsulate the enormity of who that woman is. And so respectively, when women do try to speak out, when they try to step into their truth, oftentimes they're silenced by people around them. You know, the people, whether it's in their family, their friends, they really don't feel empowered to embody who they are because everyone's trying to box them in into just how they look and their gender as a woman. And so what would you say to a woman in that scenario who's trying to step out and really be herself, but she feels limited by the environment around her? That's a very interesting question. And I think that it affects a lot of women today. Um, something that comes to mind for me is gender role expectation. When you think about the fact that you are a woman, what is the expectation of the people in your life, of the people in society around what is expected of you as a result of you being a female, a woman? 
And so I'm sure if you think about the messages you've gotten from your family, from your mom and your dad, from your grandparents, they may have given you one uh, message about what the expectation is for you as a woman in this world. And then you go out and you work or you're with your peers and the expectation of you changes. Those of you who are involved in social media, there's an expectation of you as a woman that you should look a certain way, that the way you dress is, there's an expectation about that if you're going to have a bunch of followers. And so what happens is we're allowing other people to define what and who we are. And as a result of that, we're losing a sense of our own identities. And, you know, that's so interesting when we think about the fact that we really are so thoroughly affected by our environment and the people around us. I mean, we have these things called mirror neurons that are literally, you know, learning and, and, and trying to pull information from the people around us. They are there so that we can experience empathy, but ultimately they play a large part in defining who we are. So those people around you are playing a role in not only how you see yourself, but the personality that you essentially exhibit. And so that, that was an awesome answer, mom. I mean, as if I'd expect anything less, but you know, <laughs> so next, next question that we got, uh, proposed. Uh, so they were essentially asking about identity. They were saying that they are really confused in their life. They're trying to figure out who they are. And they, because of the fact that they're surrounded by all of these things that are not them, they've been surrounded by people who are telling them who they are. And respectively, they haven't really had the time to figure out who they are themselves, but they don't know where to start. And so to someone, to a woman who's trying to really come into herself, but she doesn't know how to find herself, is there like a, a methodology behind that or, or, or kind of like a, some steps that she could follow or something like that? Well, I think that because identity is such an important issue, um, there's no ABC formula to finding out who you are, but... What it takes is being able to, number one, want to embark on that journey to understanding who you are, because we're constantly evolving. If you look at your life and say, well, who I was at 18 is not who I am at 25, or, and I'm different at 30. So we're constantly evolving, and that's a good thing. That means that we're growing. What you want to be able to say is, are my wants and my needs aligned in my life? And if they're not, what's preventing that from being the case? How do I relate to my world? What is it that I see as representational of my truth? There's many times uh, a sense or fear that authenticity and truth are not a good thing, but they actually are. They're essential to finding out who you are and not allowing other people to define your truth, not to 
create a story for you that does not represent the essence of who you are. Sometimes it takes stepping out of the environment that attempts to define you and giving yourself space to define yourself. That's, that's, so, that's so powerful. I mean, the way that I think about it is when we want to really find ourselves, a lot of times we make the mistake of looking outward in order to find ourselves without realizing that if we want to find ourself, we have to go within ourselves. We have to search inward. And so it's just like you said that as a result, we often need to get away from the very things that we used to identify ourselves as, you know, get away from those people, those environments, those emotions, those experiences, those traumas, and really get into a space where there is just stillness and there is just peace. And that's for me personally, that's why I love to meditate. You know, the term meditate actually means to know thyself. And so it's in that space that I am just being not just quiet, but still truly allowing myself to observe myself. You know, in that space of observation, this separation begins to occur over time where I'm now I'm no longer seeing myself as the emotions that I usually embody or the thoughts that I usually have, but I start to see them. And I say, oh, if I'm observing them, that they, then they can't be me. So now let me see who and what I really am. And it's in that space that we then find the foundation from which we get to de- design ourselves. And I think the key is finding that space where we live a life that's so crowded with so many things. And we don't give ourselves that space to really be still. There's a scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. It is in stillness that you find truth. It is in that calm and that quietness within you, as Ryan has just said, that allows you time and space to uh, become a friend, to become aligned with that identity that represents you. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I couldn't have said it better and I, I couldn't have said it that good because Lord knows it can't get better than that. But um, the last question that we had, because I know we're probably running a little bit long, but this one is actually a question that I wanted to hear from you specifically because I think it's so powerful and I think it's one of the most impactful misconceptions in relationship today because of the fact that so often people mistake the two, which is love and attachment. And so I wanted to ask you, what is the difference between love and attachment in relationship? Well, those are two very important concepts. Let's start with attachment. Attachment is really about getting your primary needs met. When we attach to things, we are drawn to the thing that we think is going to meet those needs. And they're unmet needs that probably have existed uh, since we were five, six, younger even, that maybe didn't get met when we were growing up. And now that we're adults, we're still looking for those needs to get met. And so many times we end up in relationships where that's the goal, to get those needs met. And we're mistaking that as seeking love. 
When we're seeking love, we're seeking it from a healthy place. We're seeking it a pla- from a place of wholeness that says, I know who I am, and this is what I want, this is what I need, and this is what I desire. But if I, um, I can be whole, even if I'm not with someone else. I can be whole just with me. And when you are able to achieve that sense of wholeness, you then are prepared to love, to love in a way that doesn't demand, to love in a way that doesn't require that someone complete you because you already are complete in yourself. That's a place where love can grow and live. With attachment, it's very much need-based. And when those needs aren't being met, then the relationship can become very emotionally reactive. And so the way that I conceptualize that as I'm hearing you speak is it's almost like love is a tree in my head. I mean, I I think in, in agriculture, I don't know why, but it's like love is a tree and attachment is a weed, you know, because a tree, we look at it, we judge it based upon its fruit. You know, and what is the fruit that love produces? It's sweet. You know, when we look at two people in love, we don't have to have them tell us that they're in love. We can look at them and see that they empower one another, that they encourage growth in one another, that they bring out the best in one another, and they challenge one another. However, them challenging isn't threatening. It's not conflict-based. And so, respectively, it's like there is no character assassination. There is character uh, empowerment almost. And so we get to see not just two people becoming one, but two people becoming better versions of two people that are then choosing to enter into one space together. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I think of love. But then I think of attachment and I'm like, attachment is a weed. I'm, when I really think about that, it's, it's more about how hard it is to pull out. You know, the attachment is about, oh, what would happen if I lost this attachment? It would be about what I'm losing. And so it is very much need-based because it's like, okay, if I'm losing something, then there's less of me. But what does that have to do with the other person? <laughs> Love is relational. And attachment is just me, 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 me disguised as being relational. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, how am I doing, Mama? Does that sound good to you? You're doing fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were talking about some subjects that really hit close to home for all of us. And so, you know, love is something that is to be cherished and to be valued. And to it, it is a means to grow. It is a means to achieve relationship enhancement. And when you have love, when you truly have love, it makes you available to others. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, ladies. Now it's time to talk about empowerment. I bet if you all were sitting here in the room with me, and we begin to just chew on that word, empowerment, I'd probably get a lot of different answers from every woman about what that actually meant. 
For me, it's very simple. It really is about having the courage to be seen and heard, not being afraid to use your voice and to know that using your voice is an expression of the choices that you make in this life. Some of you might say, being seen and heard, that's really a very simple concept. It may sound like a simple concept, but it's really full of depth. Some of us have been taught things about being seen and heard that prevent us from actually doing that. For instance, if you grew up as a child and your parents said to you, you can be seen but not heard. And now that you're an adult woman, when you walk into a space, yeah, you might dress up, you might have your makeup done to a T, but inside your soul, there's a fear of how people might actually see you and how they may interpret what they're hearing you say. And as a result of that, your ability to see yourself is minimized. That is not empowerment. So what does empowerment look like? Is it about being stronger than a man or being stronger than anybody else? Not at all. Iala Van Zandt is famously quoted as saying, comparison is violence against the soul. So empowerment is not about comparison and it's not about letting someone else define who you are and then taking that as your identity. Empowerment is about being free. Being free and being available for whatever it is your purpose and your calling are, for whatever it is you're passionate about, that you should allow yourself, give yourself permission to be free, to know that you already are, whether that's in your relationship or just with yourself. Know that you are destined to be free. That is how you empower yourself. I know it might be difficult for some of you to, to, to think about taking a first step towards that. How do I empower myself? Do I actually have the right to stand up for myself to be free? And the answer to that is, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? You are a beautiful woman. You're beautiful and each day your life is unfolding. As you empower yourself, that beauty becomes more and more revealed and it allows you to touch lives. It allows you to be seen without apology. It allows you to be heard without apology. It allows you to make room for the things in your life that you need to use to say, I'm here and I'm powerful. Wow. That was nothing short of some serious wisdom getting dropped today. 
compliments of the one and only Dr. Miranda Howard. Yeah, I fanboy on my mom big time. Guess what? She's dope. So I have zero shame in that. (laughs) But seriously, her and I wanted to collaborate on this episode because these topics are so vital. My mom has such a deep passion for helping women grow, prosper, and discover their truth. In the way that she puts it, her life's purpose is to help eagles find their wings. So as a result, if you are a person looking for individual, couple, or family counseling in the South Florida area, I highly recommend you reach out to Dr. Howard for counseling at her private practice. There's a few ways that you can contact her. Her email is isatcounseling at gmail.com. That's I-S-A-T counseling at gmail.com. Her office number is 954-997-8908. And finally, you can visit her website at www.becomingmytruth.com. I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. And as always, please like, share, and spread the word. Love y'all. And I'll see you next time. Peace.